gonna sing you a song about my good friend Pete. I've known Pete for a long time. There's one thing I know about Pete. I'll tell you what it is. Pete's just an average guy with an average life. But what doesn't make sense is his smoking hot wife. He likes podcasts and porno hacking on the news he plays with his dick when he wears wooden shoes but sometimes that just ain't enough to keep a guy like Pete interested oh, in the oh, yeah. he's gotta come out to the hall and talk all kinds of shit yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. he's an asshole You know, Pete, you really are an asshole. Just play the goddamn theme song. Wouldn't be a hot crowd here because we're down in Pine Grove, Ontario, to the hottest podcast to come out of southwestern Ontario. We moved up to southwestern Ontario. Can you believe it, everybody? The hot crowd hot. comes in because we got the whole gang in town. This it's this is always a real treat when the entire cast alive from the Dutch Hall. And I like to call you the cast. I like to call you the family that is live from the Dutch Hall. When we can all get together in the same room, it really is a special kind of chemistry. And I know that certain people who have followed the show over the years say you don't get enough good guests in. You know what I say all the time to those people. You know what? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's a bunch of bullshit. Sometimes when we get a bunch of uh, these sorts of characters together all in one room, real special things happen, right? You know what happens then sometimes when you talk like that with the candor in which I speak? Sometimes people uh, like to call you an asshole, you know? They like to call you an asshole. I think I just heard a little bit of that in the opening of the show, which I thought was terrific. But it seems like it might have been a bit at my expense, right? Which is, uh, which is all right. But this is this is show is inspired by an incident that happened where I was called an asshole this week, and I really uh, and not only was it called an asshole, but I was also made aware of other people who agreed with the statement <laughs> that I was an, that I was an asshole, which made me think about myself as an asshole. How'd and, that make you feel, Pete? Well, I felt that there was probably some point to that, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> because I have, and it wasn't the first time in my life that I've been accused of being an asshole. So I had to think: Is there a chance that maybe, possibly, in the de- you know, in the in, if you dig real deep into this, into my psyche, that is Pete Van Dyke, is it possible that I could be an asshole? <laughs> yes. You know, 
And uh, the evidence strongly supports that I am. Wow. Right? So I turned to my friend, the internet, and I had to... Uh, and I had to go see, like, if I am an asshole, I took a bunch of quizzes, you know? And I, uh, because there's a, you On know. the interweb? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have many people in my life to turn to, so I turned to the internet. Your you know? old friend, the old My old friend, interweb. the internet. So when I get uh, into difficult times in my life, I stand in front of the internet, you know? That's what I like to do. <laughs> it doesn't judge you. No, it doesn't you judge sit, me. You sit, you stand. I stand, because I want to show that I'm in Make level it. of authority. I want to be above the computer. <laughs> internet! I command you. Be, you don't command me, Internet. Do my bidding. Behold me, Internet. <laughs> Give me the answers of life that I seek. <laughs> I don't need to wear pants in front of you, Internet. You have no, you have no control over my, de over my decisions in life. Your feelings aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I ask the Internet. I say, Internet, am I an asshole? Right? That's what you have to ask the internet, because I, I was accused. I There's evidence supporting that I am an asshole. Right in the search Witnesses, bar? Apparently. Right in the search bar. Google search bar. Am I? Am I an asshole? Question mark. Yeah. Enter. <laughs> Enter. And there's a whole bunch of quizzes that you can determine if you are an asshole or you're not an asshole. Oh. Yes? Won't they, like, rank you? Yes, you ask a bunch of questions. But you know what? The people that write these quizzes, you know, they're they're of different sorts of uh, perspectives on the world. You know what I'm saying? The real assholes. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them are. Some of them are just real douchebags. Uh oh. You know, like some of them uh, have no basis on life at all. Like the one quiz I tried to do, uh, like I did some of them that were good, and then uh, but they're more based around the workplace. You know, the one that I liked the best was BuzzFeed's one, and it was based around the workplace, right? And then the other one that I did uh, was like, I don't know, one they get a bit more random as you get deeper down the list on Google. I did a whole bunch of these tests to see if I was an asshole because I want to, you know, just not go by one test. I'm trying to do a scientific, you know, analysis. Research. Research. Sounds like you did some real soul searching. Dave, you know, when, you're, when you really have to think about it, you know, when someone makes a claim that Pete Van Dyke, otherwise just a puppy dog, just a friggin' marshmallow, you know. Just a beautiful human being. <laughs> and they call him an asshole? In a, you know, and right to his face, you know. And then you're like, you must be an asshole. My brother called me an asshole many times, you know. <laughs> you know, but upon, not, you know not what? Not taking it back either. You know what I would like to do? I'm going to leave this as a cliffhanger for the life of the Dutch Hall audience at home because I know what they're doing right now. They're saying, is Pete an asshole? When he went through the scientific uh, research, yeah. what was the findings of it, you yeah. know? Is it possible that even... Pete's brother Paul's an asshole. Yes. Could uh, the bartender Paul Van Dyke? Could he be an asshole? He's in the house today. Let's hear it. There's a good chance. Paul, you were uh, you were missing last week, weren't you? Yes, hockey. Yeah, I know. Okay, you were uh, somewhat offended that I didn't bring up the reason for your absence. So I even called in my absentee, and then on the show he says, "Oh yeah, he's just not here. We don't know why." Yeah, I totally know why. I checked it. Paul, you know what I want to do? I wanted to give you a veil of privacy in the community because I know you're a hot, you're a hot commodity. I didn't want people to know where you were. You know, if you go to the arena, they know Paul Van Dyke, the bartender from Life in Dutch Halls at the arena. Oh, it could be a bit fair. of a hassle getting in. Yes. Oh man, it's paparazzi all over the place. Paparazzi, <laughs> paparazzi. I like it. I was trying to keep it on the DL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand the, the 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 trials and tribulations of being a superstar. I understand that. But it's nice to have you back, and uh, we'll get to your drink in a minute. Is that all right? 
yes. It's not time for it yet, Dave. The other person <laughs> that I might that I might think is a, is a, an asshole is the person to my immediate left. Mm. And he is the he is the man that writes the music for the show. He's Dave Charters. Ooh. Good to have you back. Charters, you know what? I say Tell about me. you, you know, week after week, Charters, you know, week after week, I kind of hack on you a little bit. I kind of hack on you a little bit. But this time, when I was starting to do research about assholes, I thought, who can I turn to? Who can I turn to to help me out on it? And I called you in the week, in the middle of the week, and asked you about, uh, about, uh, you know, about assholes and stuff like that. We had a real nice chat. Real nice chat. And I was saying to the, to people, when you're not around, when you're not around, I like to talk nicely about you, right? When you're to your face, I like to not. <laughs> And I said, I'm going to have a hard time this week hacking on Charters because he's a real wise man. Because what you don't understand about Dave Charters is, he's complex. you know, he's a, he's a complex individual. He's a real complex individual. And what he, what he does is when you get to know him is you think right away, asshole. Or maybe not. You know, a lot of times when you meet Dave, first of all, you might think uh, prick. You're oh. thinking prick. Wow. Right? Prick job even. You know, what'd you, what would you say? A real prick. I don't know. Would you be more of a or maybe a dick? Are you a dick? <laughs> it probably depends on the setting that you meet me in. Are you? Yeah. I don't know. Are you ever a douchebag? Like if you meet me at a kid's Christmas party or something. Great guy. Right. Maybe I'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. What, what I'm talking about with this experiment is, you know, like I mean, I'm not an asshole 24/7. Like I can't be an asshole 24/7. I'm just an asshole part time. Like I don't think anybody in the world is an asshole all around the clock, are they? I don't think I'm ever an asshole. Never an asshole. It's not up to you. I'll take a fucking quiz. Oh, well, you can take the you can take, take the, the you test. Can, you can take the test. I would welcome it. I would even press pause in the show in order to get in, in order to get the data because we, we forgot to do it beforehand. Yeah, you Research. need a benchmark. But right? I would test you. But but I don't mean that you're an asshole all the time. But you're an asshole from time to time. And I I don't know when you go out, like think about you and you even when in your younger days when you go out on the town are you a you're not. You're I've may, seen I you may, be a bit of a I prick. I've had some asshole moments. How about in high school when you were like real, like you're on the volleyball team, you know, and you have a big guy behind you, a big six foot seven giant behind you. And I was you a setter, eh? Yeah, you're a setter. <laughs> you ended up being real lippy because you had that guy, you know. You like to hack on that's people, true. right? Yeah. Well, that kind of seems like you're an asshole, right? Or at least a prick. And I'm saying that those things happen. You All can't right, deny them. Enough. You can't hide behind them. Or you can't hide behind those things, Dave. You did those things. <laughs> Job. You're an asshole sometimes. <laughs> How about if someone does something like you pay for a service and you don't get what you want from that service? Like you, you say, you bring your out. you bring your car into the shop and they don't meet your expectations and what you expect from them. I've been an asshole on those occasions, definitely. Yeah, you're an asshole, right? Yeah. And you know what it is? Sometimes most contractors, I have kicked dirt at a contractor before in my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> that's being an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah, you're an asshole. That's a pr- pure, uh, or could <laughs> be a prick just, move. That's it could, be a, yeah. could be a prick move. I don't know if that's prick or asshole, prick but that, it's one or the other. You think it's prick, Paul? Yeah, prick jump. <laughs> you might be a prick jump. He's in the business. I know. He would know well, what if, you if are. If you had dirt kicked at you in someone's driveway that you were working for. Bob and Weave, Dave. Bob and Weave. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, come on, Swain. I'm so glad that, that shit. Paul, have you, Paul, you have had lot. You've built houses for lots of different people in your lifetime. You have a, a wealth of experience in that industry, right? Have you ever built a house for an asshole before? Yes. Have you ever built a house for a dick? Yes. Is one of them in this room right now? <laughs> no. Have you ever built a house for a douchebag? 
Um, no. Oh, fuck yeah, you have. No <laughs> I know the guy you built the house for that's a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely know that guy. He is a douchebag. I've met him many times. <laughs> no one has to know what we're talking about, but I know what we're talking about, and he is a douchebag. <laughs> and because I know so clearly that he is a douchebag, that is what makes me an asshole. Do you understand? Because you judge people? Yeah. The idea, I think, behind being an asshole is that you have convictions in your life that you feel strongly about, and when you dig your heels in on the things that you think, the, the way that another person should live their life based on your viewpoint of the earth or whatever, like your viewpoint on the earth, and then you hold them to that and don't hide behind it, like you're honest about it, you're an asshole. Like, that's what it is. And I don't really have any shame in being an asshole because that's what I do. I do that stuff Stand all the time. Stand by what you believe in. Spoiler alert, I should have saved that to the end of the show, but I believe I'm an asshole. The research might prove otherwise. I was trying to lean into, lead into it like a real reveal so I could get into feedback. We got feedback. Whoa, what? That's but, no, not yet, Michael. Not me yet. Oh. I haven't introduced the rest of Nocturnal Emissions Ooh. that is in the house. Nice spread tonight. And you know what? By you, by you uh, being a little bit more vocal on the microphone... And it leads me to introduce Michael Bow, the band leader of Life from the Dutch oh. Hall. He's here. Thank you. Thank you. you want to know why Mike Bow's here? Because he always is. Because he always is, Dave. He always is. <laughs> That's why he's band leader of Life from, the, uh, from Nocturnal Emissions, right? It's like I wear like the wrestling belt. Yeah, yeah. You can keep trying to take it from me. <laughs> but this guy is the real deal charters, he dedicated. He doesn't really write the music, though. What? You did write the song for the opening? Did you write that? Well, I didn't write the song, but... Who well, wrote yeah, the song? Was... you got to give credit or they're going to sue us. Oh, yeah. Dennis Leary. Yeah, it was Dennis, Dennis Leary. Yeah. But we wrote the lyrics together yeah. as a collaboration. As one may call Nocturnal Emissions. I call that Nocturnal Emissions. I like to believe that I'm, a, I'm part of the songwriting team of Nocturnal Emissions, but I'm not a performer. You'll get credit on that. Well, you're definitely part of the songwriting team. I, I, I deserve a writing credit. That's all I'm asking for is a writing credit. You'll get credit on the album. For yeah, sure. yeah. Maybe a little shout out in the album that I was the one that changed your life. Can you say that? Yeah. When you hit it real right big. In the, in, the, in the liner notes. Just say that I'm the most important thing that's ever happened to the <laughs> two of you. And that without me, you guys would be like just pieces of shit. We never would have bonded. Just pieces of garbage wallowing in your own misery. We'll also say that you're an asshole in the liner notes. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it might be accurate. So, before we get, I, I have to, we've introduced Michael, yeah, Bo. Yeah, one know, little part. One little part. We give him, like, not even a spotlight on the guy that's a band leader, because Charge Butts, it makes it all about him. Mr. Oh, look Limbo. at me. Look at me. I'm, a, I'm the big songwriter. I let right? them sing backup vocals, right, yeah. during the intro. Look what did you think? What do you think of the lead guitarist of uh, Nocturnal Emissions, the guy that's come in and, and really started to change the sound of the whole show? I what do you think about Steve the Reluctant German who's in the house today? Let's yeah. hear it for Steve. Come on, let's hear it for him. That would need a bit of coaching there, Steve. Steven's a fantastic addition. Yeah, he is. But you know what? When we had uh, the one band practice where we had our existing Nocturnal Emissions band in, and uh, you were, went on Periscope, where we were broadcasting that, and uh, and de uh, declared that it was the worst band practice ever. Well, it was horrible. <laughs> did you like you recorded it? But did you go back and actually watch it after? No, it was horrible. What was horrible about it? Just all of it. <laughs> was was <laughs> most of it the, the song selection? <laughs> I find it to be sour grapes. I find it to be sour grapes. I was wondering if most of it was horrible because you were not involved in it. Well, you think what you want, Michael, but <laughs> what me, I love about me, the song me and that most of the listeners from live from the Dutch Hall know the truth. 
What I love about we chose this we chose a song to play when Dave wasn't here. That was a song he was working on, and and then Steve, and Steve nailed it. it. Steve played it ten times better. And then than Steve I said, "How about this trick on the slide?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll just do that. How about you just play sweet lap guitar while I? Hey, Jerry, remember all that chords. stuff you were working on? He figured it out in like two seconds and did it better. <laughs> no offense. No. I'm not trying to you know outshine you. It just, you know, I'm just saying facts, you know. That's we great. get him in here, and he's here like, I think he's been here every week since he started. Asshole it's facts. True. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what? Yeah, that's a good point. And I remember, you know, we used to do these shows where it was just like the, the core group, and when we all got together, it would be a big deal. And I used to think of it as like the uh, the uh, four horsemen, you know, when yeah, it was yeah. me and you and Mike and Paul. And now I like to think of it as the fabulous five now. Oh, Steve's, a, oh, Steve's been here. Nice. Let's give a round of applause that's to the nice. Do you agree out there? Oh, oh yes. The crowd agrees. So is that like more like the Rolling Stones then? Aren't they a five piece? So we went from the I Beatles guess. to the Stones. I guess so. Yeah. Right. So then I I would uh, I gotta be Mick, Mick Jagger because I don't Mick play Jagger. an instrument. Yeah. Totally. I'm Mick. Paul's the drummer. Paul's Charlie Watts. You right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He looks about as awake as Charlie Watts. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Watts doesn't have to do much work. Eh? He's like a jazz drummer. Eh? All those those great songs. Did Keith Richards play those songs with uh, only uh, five strings on his guitar? Is that true? I didn't hear he didn't have the the uh, high E. I don't know. Never ever heard that. No, I heard he never had the bottom one in, and that's why if you try to play a lot of Stone songs, they're hard to it's get weird. around yeah. because he doesn't usually string the bottom E. Hmm. You know, on his guitar. Yeah. Oh, really? I believe it. We should Google that. We used to have a Google person when I just talk bullshit, and yeah. everyone has to know is Pete right or wrong. I'm gonna put it in as Siri. You should have just asked her. Ask Do you know? I never mentioned this on the show. I should probably mention it as part of. Uh, uh, as part of uh, uh, feedback, we got feedback. Oh, well, not quite yet, uh, Michael. Uh, not quite yet. But um, we we should mention that uh, one of the listeners that uh, follows me on Twitter, I don't know if she's a listener, but she does follow me on Twitter, is uh, one of the most famous women in the world. Have I ever said this? No. The, the voice of Siri follows me on Twitter. Really? Yeah, the voice of Siri, you know? Who's more famous than Siri? That's amazing. Right? Voiceover artist. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia. She follows me on Twitter. Is that where she's from? Spread yeah. worldwide from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, spread worldwide. So I would say the most famous voice in the world is Siri. So let's ask Siri a question. What was I going to ask her? Uh, oh, shit. She's gonna... He's Richard's good star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Sorry, Siri. Let's go. Back. Hey, Siri. Um, does Keith Richards only have five strings on his guitar? She don't fucking know. <laughs> she might know. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah. She's very helpful to Thanks, me. Siri. You know what the thing oh, about sure. Siri is? If you treat her like shit, she's going to not be helpful. I like how you say hello to her. Yeah. yeah, I like to say hello to her because she's helping me out. When you talk to the internet, when you stand up and talk to the internet, did you notice I stood up for that when I was trying to ask Siri the question? Be respectful. And I put the phone down real low so I could talk to her in a level of authority to her, so I could intimidate the Siri. Like, don't fuck around. You tell me if Keith Richards has five strings on his guitar, Siri, or there's going to be a backhand coming at this phone. I'm not even kidding around, bitch. You're not a real human with real feelings. The law ain't going to touch me. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought you were being nice to Siri at first, but it turns out you're just being you're an asshole. asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's being nice to Siri. asshole. It was kind of an Ike Turner thing. Yeah. <laughs> what did, did you I... come up with, Pete? Oh, right here. <laughs> I heard that Keith, Keith Richards' guitar has only has five strings. Okay, Keith plays a lot of guitars. He believes the guitar tone needs to fit the song. 
uh, is strung with the low E string. Uh, he tunes an open. Uh, da -da 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 -da. It's not saying anything. You're wrong. He lowers A to G and it becomes the root. Ah, good shit. story. I really bombed. Riveting. Yes. Yes. This one sucks. You know what? What, what we should do, we do is we should probably recognize our uh, listeners in a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback! Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. As always, our Feedback, We Got Feedback, and really the Life from the Dutch Hall program is brought to you by our sponsors, the generous help from our sponsors, and uh, they are Amazon. If you go to the Life from the Dutch Hall website and click on either of our Amazon banners or any of them, either in Canada or the United States. You can uh, do all your shopping, and uh, a little bit of that money will come back to help the show. Also on there, you can print yourself out a nice coupon and bring it in to the boys at VG Meats. Oh. And they will give you some nice steaks and ground beef, and you'll get a discount mm -hmm. on it off what you can do. Nice, some nice, nice stuff to put in your freezer. You come home from work, you just throw a couple steaks and some cold water in the fridge. You put those on the grill, and you look like a real superstar. It's getting cold outside, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, what I you want to like do that. is you want to. It's going to get darker earlier. Oh, your, yeah. your your wife's going to come home grumpy. Yeah. You know, because she's mm -hmm. like, oh, there's no natural light in the world anymore. You know, it's like the things are getting. Yeah, cool. things are getting cooler. You know, there's going to be a, you 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 should put some nice steaks in the barbecue, yeah. and you say you eat that. <laughs> you know, it's a whole different story. So go on the Life from Dutch Hall website. You get that coupon. You bring it in there. You get some steaks. And then you know what it always turns out to be. It turns yeah. out to be lots and lots of loving. Maybe you're going to have some wine. Maybe you're going right. to have a dip in the hot tub. Mm -hmm. and some of that money will come and help the show, and one of these days we will get a check from those guys. Or some more pepperettes. Or pepperettes, or maybe just uh, you know some... A nice firm handshake. Yeah, a nice firm handshake. <laughs> that would, anything would be nice. We really appreciate all the support we get from our sponsors. And you know what else we like to do every time? Oh, I should. Uh, you know, usually we like to... Uh, uh, we'll save it for the sports break, but you know what? This week's sports break's got another special sponsor, so we're just going to give it out to Lakeside Vista. Sponsors as, uh, sponsors as well. Yeah, you yeah. go on to the uh, www.lakesidevista.ca, I believe. Is it CA I'm or not com? sure. C or com. We'll try them both. Just Google it. Lakeside <laughs> yeah. Vista. Google it. Lakeside Vista. And go and have a look at this beautiful property in the south coast of Ontario. And uh, it's a great option for any of your events, if it's whether it be a corporate event, a wedding, a uh, private party. It's a great, uh, great option to look at for a beautiful event right on the right on a overlooking beautiful Lake Erie. So give LakesideVista.ca uh, a look. Yeah, where the views are great and the memories are better. Oh, I love it, Michael. <laughs> a tagline. A tagline for a sponsor. We're going to get something really good for them now. You know what they're promising to get us is some great guests. We got, oh, we're working on getting some great guests in uh, through our sponsorship from Lakeside Vista. And uh, there's a couple of guys that are just beauty, uh, like really great people, and we're hoping to get them in. I don't want to like promise too much to the public, but we're working on some real characters from. Uh, Thanks to Lakeside Vista for that. Uh, you know, from uh, sports history, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it would be great guests to have into the Dutch Hall. So we're working on having some exciting guests coming up this fall. That sounds fun. Mm. That sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> Yeah, Michael, you'll love that. But you know what we got to do every week? We like to uh, recognize one of our listeners of the week. And you know, uh, you know, every week, there's a guy, he listens. He's been a guest, a sponsor, and everything. 
Ryan Vandenbush, and he's you know former enforcer in the NHL. He's a real great guy, a real supporter of the show and, and everything. And he listens every week. He's never been lame listener than me, and I always want to give him a you know a nice shout out. When I was talking to him this week, I asked him a little bit of a question about last week's show, what he thought of it. You know what? He was a little shaky on the details. You know? Oh, what really? I, a little shaky on the details. I don't know if he was really, if you really uh, give it a good listen, you know? But what I noticed when I talked to uh, this listener of the week is not only did he listen once, he listened probably three times wow. to the episode. He knew it in intimate detail. He was ready to uh, talk about every aspect of the show if I chose to, because he is a real listener of the week, and I can't, I can't ignore him this week. Who is this wow. wonderful? person? And what he's done is he's put Ryan Vandenbush to the bridesmaids position once again. I'm so sorry, Ryan, but this <laughs> week, this it. week's listener of the week is my father, Willie Van Dyke. Oh, Let's hear it for him. Oh yes, you're the listener of the week. This is your week. Woo! Yeah, everybody. There you get a short one, Dad. So, <laughs> so we ended up... Uh, Clean your pants, Uncle Willie. <laughs> uh, we ended up... Uh, last week's show was a real success. We, it was called The Jamaican Invasion, and we ended up having, um, having in some great guests that uh, gave us a great perspective on, the, on uh, what it's uh, like to be a Jamaican in Canada. And when the, some of the feedback I actually got from the, from the guys, like from the guests themselves, oh, really? was that they were, uh, they were happy to be on the show, but next time they came in... They want to talk more about Jamaica, uh, and and less about uh, Canada. Okay. And they so fair. they wanted to tell teach us more about what it's like to be in Jamaica. So I I said that's a pretty fair deal. So proud of their. Yeah, we'd have uh, we'd be happy to have those guys back in and talk oh. about uh, talk about Jamaica. I would I would think it'd be a great time. But those guys were a lot of the feedback came in was that it was very uh, like I had uh, comments like thought provoking and. Uh, you know, uh, surprisingly sober was the one. You know, it was, uh, oh, I think it was the same one. And uh, but it was like uh, one of those shows where people said that it was actually something to think about, not just uh, you know like random. Uh, random bullshit about being an asshole. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so they said. To, so, anyways, the feedback was great, and I'd like to thank everyone that did give the feedback for last week's show. And if you'd like to continue to do so, if you can reach out to me at uh, livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, Instagram, I'm Dutch Hall, Facebook, Live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook. Give me a like or something like that. You can give me a messenger uh, message. So there's lots of ways to get a hold of me and uh, tell me what you think of the show so we can make it better. And that is feedback. We got feedback this week. Right. You know what we should do. What are you saying, Michael? HD. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. The Haitian dwarf. <laughs> and we just closed feedback. We got feedback. You know, the problem with the Haitian dwarf was, and I was starting to worry about him, and I know the Haitian dwarf has troubles once in a while. And I, for those of you who are just listening to your first episode of the show, <laughs> the Haitian dwarf is a listener that's been with us since the very beginning. He gives us feedback week every after week. week. Every week. And I've forgotten him a couple times in the past. And, you know, Michael, you know, I, I'm glad you remembered it. If uh, This is why the Haitian Dwarf loves you and he hates Dave. It's <laughs> uh, because you stick up for him and, and you appreciate how much of a party is of the show. I do. And, you know, before we get into what he said to us this week, we should probably play his theme song. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love that word. Oh, I missed it that time. Oh, no, you didn't get to hear it. It's a clean show today. Clean. It's a clean show about me being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get this to <laughs> for all. The, this one's for all the kids. Yeah, you know what's nice? <laughs> Family show tonight. So Haitian it's Dwarf, nice. he reaches out to me every week, and I didn't get his feedback in time. There's a couple people that sent feedback at the last minute this time, and I'm sorry to the other person that sent it in because it ha- the iTunes is holding up your feedback. I hope it's not too filthy. But I do appreciate whoever was else came into iTunes to give the feedback. We didn't get it in time, but we did get the Haitian Dwarf. And he, he gave us this week five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah, and he says, nice to hear some from some fellow Islanders. Surprisingly, no, no talk of uh, bobsledding in this week's episode. <laughs> WTF, question mark, question mark. And you know what, Haitian Dwarf? You know, I think that you being from Haiti, you know, yeah. the Isle of Haiti, you should probably understand that, uh, you know, the stereotypes of your people aren't always true. You know, the Haitians aren't just uh, people who live in mud huts and uh, get thrown <laughs> against Velcro walls in their spare time. You know, like my perception of the Haitian people, it's not true. But it's all, my own, it's all I have is my knowledge of you. So I believe that's what all the people in Haiti do is they are like little people that get thrown against Velcro walls, right? But it's not true. It's not true at all. And uh, I believe probably that's not true. It sounds a little far-fetched. It sounds too just, good to be true, just really. Just a little bit. Yeah. true. Almost too good to be true. <laughs> but, you know, the Jamaicans are more of a multifaceted culture than just bobsledding. Yes, they are. You know? They do other things other than bobsled. You think that the country is just a bunch of people bobsledding all day long? All they talk about is bobsledding? If you were to listen to the interview, HD. Yes. They said... They said athletics. Athletic. Athletic. Yeah, athletic. And they said uh, they said soccer and cricket, right? Yes. Athletics, but athletics was number, number one, one, though. Number athletics one. Athletics was number one. You know what they didn't say was? They didn't say bobsledding. Uh, not this even a generalization. I think it might be number 10 or 11. I think it might be, make, be because it's a movie. Yeah. Actually, they don't. They don't. Uh, I haven't seen them in the Olympics for bobsledding since. Have they been? Or like? I oh, think they actually have. They still continue it. Yeah. No kidding. Like, I think they seriously have a team. It like they. Have. Well, it's good if they do. They should. Yeah, yeah. They only made the one movie. Yeah, only the one movie. Yeah. I want. I want. Yeah, 2015. Uh, cool Runnings. Yeah, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Eighteen. Mike can watch happen. it when he's irrigating. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah, I cool will Runnings too. That'll come up next, uh, but this time next year. Cool Runnings three Nagano. <laughs> we didn't qualify. Where's Short. Nagano? And, and Where's just, Nagano? Is that in? And, is that in uh, Japan? Yeah, yes. it's in Japan. Instead of. Uh... Oh, Japan! I remember that Olympics. It was a great one. You know what happened when when we were when we were uh, doing an incredibly wrong uh, racial profile <laughs> of the Asian people. Uh, my bartender, who's usually not a very diligent person at all, he usually, last week the anonymous bartender was fantastic, Paul, was, just to give you a hint, I never, ever even asked him for a drink. He watched my level of my beer go down, and when it got to the bottom, he had another one in my hand. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was, it was a really a great beer. performance. Mm-hmm. Just no, no, like, just saying, I'm just saying. Very good waitress skills. Four yeah. fresh beers, just delicious. Yeah, it was great. So, anyways, the... Paul dropped off, uh, my bartender, Paul, I don't know if you know him, but he dropped off this nice little shot glass in front of me, and... uh, Oh, yours is nice? Oh, Oh, Dave's isn't. Dave's looks a little different than everyone else's. Let's let's, uh, find out uh, what Paul's got in store for us in a little segment we call Paul's Potables. What could be better than something from Paul's? Something delicious and something so small. 
take one sip, you can tell that it's notable time in the show to try one of Paul's potables. Well, Pete, we have reality and passion. Oh, reality oh, and passion. Oh, we have. Uh, I've heard of people that get drunk on reality and passion. It sounds like a real trip. <laughs> yeah, it is not a not a pleasant experience, from what I understand. It, Mine looks like more reality <laughs> than passion. Yeah. Yours when is I the reality. The David uh, David Charters has a different shot, and can you explain this? Because we all know exactly what this is, and we're very <laughs> proud to to do this. this. is a monumental moment it in the history huge. of Paul's potables. We saved the last moonshine cherry for Dave Charters. It's the last moonshine cherry. I got this for Christmas probably three years ago, that jar, to be honest with you. It's been sitting out here in the un, uh, unkept weather. It doesn't look like it's been refrigerated. No, soaking no. up, soaking up booze forever. I can tell you that liquid that was you think would be the moonshine is the least of your problems. No. That has no uh, no alcohol in it whatsoever. It just is sugary water. It smells The rancid. booze is in that cherry. That cherry might have something in it. But it's your very last one, Dave. And what you're going to do is you're going to chew it longer than you think is possible, and you're going to work through the pain. All of us did it. What are the black spots on it? Well, yours looks That's like a black bit mold. like an That's asshole. That's dangerous black mold that will burrow into your lungs. <laughs> hey, don't you worry about that. It'll put hair on your chest. Yeah, this is a special moment, Dave, for you to get sick for a long time. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Paul, and thanks, Dutch <laughs> oh. Hall, I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you for passion. Good, Good seeing you, Dave. Reality and passion. Reality and passion. Reality and passion. Have Cheers. a lot of fun with that. Ugh. Get drunk on reality and passion. <laughs> I hope I don't make any bad decisions for the rest of the show. Uh, Paul, does that have a hint oh, of God. apricot <laughs> brandy in it? Perhaps. Now the reveal. <laughs> what was brandy. that horrible mess? <laughs> apricot brandy from Amsterdam. Ooh, oh, Amsterdam. Yes, Amsterdam. Oh. Is it the Bosch? Mm. It's the Bosch. It's the Bosch. Yes. From 1575. Mm. Amsterdam. All right. Delicious. <laughs> This is this is set up. It's far from Friesland. <laughs> so we asked the other week for people in the live from the Dutch Hall listening audience if they had anything in their liquor cabinet they could ask to contribute to our bartender Paul's potables to send their old liquor in to the uh, show. And uh, and we were lucky enough last week, and we recognized it last week that we or a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. Of course, was. we did. Now these that, that we had the nice people from Lakeside Vista drop off generous and a, 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 a box of recycle box full full of old booze, and which which uh, created reality and passion tonight, didn't it, Paul? Yeah, asking you shall receive. And wow. this is one of those things where you just asked your listening public uh, to for something, and it comes to you, and mm -hmm. it, like it's amazing if you ask the gods for it, and it happens, it right? Yeah. Hey, next time, do you think you could maybe uh, you know ask for a box of pussy? <laughs> well, I think that might be. Let's do that right now. If there's anyone out in the listening audience that would like to send us a box of pussy, we would really that enjoy it. That also a, would work. Yeah, it's a box of pussy. Speaking of box of pussy, <laughs> the... Uh, the, beautiful. the girls from Life from the Barbie Mansion down in... Uh, life. Life. Oh, sorry. Life. Life. With an F. Life from Barbie Mansion. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. The girls from Life from Barbie Mansion promised us boys from Life from Dutch Hall... Box of pussy. A box of something. <laughs> now I don't know if it was a box of pussy. We didn't ask before that. It might be a box of we pussy. Might have if assumed it, some sort of wow. gift. But there is a gift that is coming to us. I have a sneaking suspicion what it is because they told us. 
I know exactly what it is. <laughs> they did a whole show about it. Yeah, they just they, they named busted the show it. There was no, there's no way to hide it at this point in time. I know exactly where it's coming. I'm not telling you the, what the, what our uh, response to the gift will be, but I expected the gift to be here by now. They said, look out in the mail for the gift. But it's not here yet. You've been checking your mailbox every day. I check it every day. I check it like a like a like a really eager uh, boy on Christmas morning that runs downstairs. Yeah, he's been mm. traveling uh, with his morning erection. kilometers to go look at the mail. Yeah, and now we go to the mailbox. You walk. <laughs> they have the centralized mailbox. You walk to the mailbox. Yes, yeah. it's not close anymore. Yes. They hear my shoes clomping in the morning. <laughs> but my cousin looks from the eagle's nest. <laughs> watch me. Watch me in Pine Grove get my mail. <laughs> Gosh, there goes Peter. I'm going to tell you a little spoiler for next, next week's show before we get into me being an asshole again. But uh, this, uh, next, week's show, next week's show is my birthday show, which we're going to be mm. recording on my birthday, which I'm not telling you when it is, but we're going to be doing it. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. It should be a real shit show. So if you don't like those kind of shows, this won't be for you. But if you do, <laughs> if you do like a real live shit show, we're gonna have a great next show with a birthday show. And Charters, are you gonna be able to attend that one? I'm gonna be here. And you know what? I think if you're listening and you can make it, you should just come. You got just to come to the right. birthday show. We love a live studio audience. Yeah, but how do they know when it is? I just told them I wasn't gonna tell them when. Well, it is. Anyone who should be here will be here. I think. If you want to, no, you no. reach out to me at live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or any of those other ways I told you to get a hold of me. And you ask me, hey, when's your birthday party? Uh, you're definitely invited to come to the yeah. live from the Dutch Hall birthday show. Unless we don't want you here. But it is going to be a full house. I'm telling you right now, it already looks like it's going to be a full house, nice. and it should be a really fun show. So that's uh, next week's show. So I'm really looking forward to it. For this week's show, unfortunately, we have to keep talking about me being an asshole. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what happened on those internet things. When I went on the ones, like I went on the one site, it was more about being in the workplace, and I started filling it out. And uh, I, I filled out all the different uh, brackets. You know, like I said, like it was a lot of times it was like uh, when you send out emails. Um, it, it it results in a firestorm of uh, drama, you know. Oh, a firestorm, wow. right? It was like uh, that was one I chose right away, you yeah. know, because it was like guilty. Uh, yeah, that explains me perfectly when I was in the workplace. Like I was like, yes, everything I did made everyone upset, you know. When I was to send out a message or something like that, there would be a big. They'd have to fly people in from another location. You see people deal. walking into other people's offices. The door would close. Yes, yes. They're talking about me, you know. And oh, I was there like, he is. Oh, you asked me my opinion. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> I thought that uh, you wanted to hear the truth. I guess I didn't because no. now we have to have a meeting to discuss my behavior. <laughs> why, does, why does he speak these words? <laughs> why does he want to hurt me so badly <laughs> by telling me the truth? I'm living in a bubble. Please let me just keep doing it. He's... He's piercing me with words. <laughs> He's making me face my grim reality. What's wrong with him? Well, I'm an asshole. No, <laughs> Charlie's what I said to you when I said to you uh, when I was talking to you about and I was and, and I and I have to say I I I have to compliment you <laughs> as much as it pains me to do so. I have to compliment you, and I'm gonna um, when I called you about this uh, the particular. Uh, uh, accusation of uh, me being a complete asshole. I was, uh, you were telling me, because of your corporate training, like when I say about Dave Charters, I always say he's like a, 
He's a giant in the automotive industry, right? And yes. Dave like no, sloughs it off. Master of industry. A master of industry, yes. A master of industry. Ma- um, uh, a master of industry, right? Some may say. What he is, is is he's achieved a level of respect in his field that is uh, that is due to the fact that he's a very bright man, right? So when I ask Dave about this particular incident, I'm thinking I'm going to ask a very intelligent man. I'm going to get a thoughtful response. And right. you know what I got? You know what I got from Dave? What did you get? Exactly that. Exactly that. I would love to say I got some some sort of bullshit from the guy, but I got exactly what I asked for, which is a very thoughtful response. And what he did was he told me, "What you remember your advice to me? Because I think it's important for everybody to hear the advice. There was a few points I made, but I don't know which one you're The one I'm referring to mostly is that you say, like, no matter how big of an asshole somebody is, you say that they're coming to it from the place of their... That's right. You know, yeah. uh, you want to explain it? You'll explain yeah. it better than me. So I, I think... I believe that everyone's actions are fueled by their values and, you know, everyone uh, goes down a different path during their lifetime, but on that path, they pick up values along the way. Some of them you get from your parents, some of them you get from people you meet, some from your job, but you have all these values that make up who you are right. and that's what dictates your actions. And all those actions come from a good place because uh, they're your values that fuel those. But... What other people see, they don't see your values. They only see your actions. They can't judge your values because right. they have no idea why you're doing what you're doing. Right. They just know you're doing it. Right. And if you don't like what they're doing, then uh, you judge them by their actions, not by their values. Right. But if you learn their values, maybe you might see their side and you, you might understand why they're acting the way they are or why they think you're an asshole. Right, right. Right. And in my case, too, like in my main, uh, that's what made me really think like in my history, every time I've worked anywhere or done anything or lived like grade school high school any point in my life you want to point out to i have uh always uh, been uh described by people as a person who is like at first they think i'm a r- the biggest asshole in the world and then once they get to know me they realize that i'm coming from a good place or whatever right. they start they, to figure out what's what they, they figure out like my frame of reference because they realize he can't be all a dick because he's really nice to certain things and stuff like that so he's like not completely an like you know a full-fledged asshole but like every time but he's an asshole a lot of the time you know what i mean and then you have to try to like uh figure out what parts of those assholeness you want to keep and which ones you should probably get rid of you know yeah because uh i think everybody if you really want to pin it down that's from time to time is an asshole you know louis ck louis ck does a great bit about how if a person calls you an asshole, you really can't argue with it. It's not up to you. <laughs> you know, you have to, you, you know, like, yeah. you can't say, no, I'm not an asshole. You know, like, uh, it's not up to you. If that guy thinks you're an asshole, your only appropriate response is, oh, fuck, what did I do? Yeah. You know, like, that's Louis C.K.'s bit. That's the, and then it, it, it's, uh, you know, like, it's true, man, because you, you really are at certain times an asshole. And I think it's whenever you dig your heels in on uh, what your moral compass tells you and then you think everyone should abide by what you think that moral compass is and when people stray from it and you call them on that stuff you come across like an asshole yeah if you have the the fort to do that and some people will hide behind calling themselves like an alpha male or saying that they really take pride in the fact that they're an honest person that's what i do a lot i say i'm an honest person but uh, really, it just right. gives me gives me like uh, a license to be an asshole, right? Because I can say what I really think. But I really believe in my heart of hearts that if you are an asshole, you get things done way quicker, and you don't let things become a bigger and bigger problem. You know, 
if you like I think if you told your like even with your wife you know if you tell your wife the exact truth uh, no yes. matter what you think even if it offends her she's gonna fight with you at the first because she's what offended at what you said but afterwards she'll think about it and then uh, you'll eventually realize like she'll try to not you know she'll try to like make the accommodation and vice versa you know if right. she does that to you she at first you kind of fight it off and then afterwards, you kind of like accept, like, oh, all right, she might have, she has a point there, this, you know. Yeah. I want to try not to have to go through that what I just went through again, you know, like. Yeah. But without that sort of back and forth, like, without like both parties being an asshole to one another, you really don't get good, honest feedback, so that you can become better people. You know what I mean? Oh, oh charters! Oh. You hit the fucking stinger, <laughs> which makes me think Michael might be the band leader. But somebody can do things one week out of three and still hit my fucking stingers when I mention feedback. Oh, missed it. Oh. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Thank you. Fuck Redeem you, yourself. Jesus Christ. You two, like, eventually you're going to fucking be on board. You know, you yawning motherfucker over there. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Anyways, uh, the, when I took my test, I'm going to tell you what happened. The one test at BuzzFeed, it said I was a me medium asshole, like in the middle. Like you're not really an asshole, but you're a oh, yeah. budding asshole. Mid-grade. Mid-grade. Yeah, you can stop it now if you put some things in place. You know, There was another one at uh, Hello Quizzy, and uh, it was at uh, Are You an Asshole <laughs> test. And Dot com. And I took HelloQuizzy.com. It says, it's go to the Are You an Asshole question. And I started going through that one. This one was so ridiculous. It was not written by anyone that I can relate to at all. It, I, I gave no credence to the results. Because you know what they did? There were, it was questions like, if a, a girl comes up to you in a bar. This is one of the questions. If a girl comes up to you in a bar and she says she's, she makes with un, un, no uncertain terms that she wants to uh, um, have relations with you. Okay. Yeah, really? have relations with you. What What do you... And you have a girlfriend, is what it said. Oof. What do you do, right? So... Okay. And it's like, A, do you tell her... Uh, do you run away? You know, I think that was one. <laughs> uh, B, it was like... Could be, uh, do you like... Uh, do you... Um, I tell her, no, I have a girlfriend, and I, uh, even though I might love to uh, fornicate with you, I, I can't, you know? The third choice was you uh, have sex with her right there on the dance floor like in front of everyone. Whoa. Everyone. Right in her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going nice. to go for that move. You're going to, and anyone that would check that box, this is where I got a little lost in that, with that particular answer, that choice. It was like, there was two more, too. I think the other one was, you know, they were like, you take her to another room and you make her leave through the window. Yeah, or you tell her, like, uh, you know, I'll do this for you, but don't ever, you know, if you tell anyone, I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ruin your life or with a vengeance or something. You know? I don't know what it was. But the one that I got stuck on was that third one, that one that said, you're going to do it right there on the dance floor. And just fuck her right there in front of everybody. I think that's what they, you know, it was just, it was just like graphic like that, like right in your face. Like, well, I'm just going to do her right there in front of everyone. And I'm like, if, you know, if that's what you really think of, you are, you are, you should be put in jail, you should be put in, a, in some sort of institution, right? <laughs> Anyone that would try to do that, like that move is going to work for you, uh, like 0.0001% of the time. Like, it's not a, it's not a high dude. odds move to do yeah. on the dance floor. Wasn't there a movie with, Jodie Foster? 
where that happened? <laughs> the accused. Yes, that was a. Uh, I think it wasn't that. It was a pinball movie. It was something about oh, pinball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I slightly remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> and so I think it was a great movie about pinball. <laughs> it's horrible. She won an Oscar for it. So, <laughs> so we were. Uh, <laughs> Get back to you being an asshole. <laughs> That's funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> what were you saying, Charles, about the... He's a pinball wizard. <laughs> you had to... What were we saying before that? Because I lost my told you thought. We were just talking about the quizzy. Oh, the quizzy. Quizzy written by douchebags. Yeah, you're going to do that. You're never going to fucking do that. These people don't know what they're doing. It's a douchebag quiz. Absolutely. And the guy writing is a douchebag, and the, everyone that would answer to that question and keep going is a douchebag. Yeah. You don't need... You're not an asshole. You... Firmly, Hello Quizzy just, you know, revealed yourself as a douchebag. This is like what the millennials will consider an asshole is this horrible douchebag. Hey, I got mm. a question, Pete. The millennials, I've heard this now. I was watching Saturday Night Live mm -hmm. last weekend. Millennials. What is that? 2000 and above? Yeah, yes. I think you'd be born in the 90s. But if like, you're born in the 90s and above, okay. Yeah, I, just... I think it's born in the 90s and above, yeah. Because they had some great skits, like, of them. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just great. Just texting, like, they don't even look at each other. Yeah. They just start texting. And they're entitled, and they want to... Well, and it was Miley Cyrus, who is the fucking worst. And she's like, oh... Uh, uh, and, like, yeah. but that's really her. I've been here three months. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny. Well, I, I saw that coming in when, like, when I was just leaving the corporate world, and you see those, the, that generation idiots. come in. They're idiots. And you kind of see them, and you're like, they really are, like, these are the people who, these are the generation whose parents go to the job interview with them. Like, the, yeah. it's a really hard. That's the thing. You can't blame them. You have to blame their parents. Because yeah, their sorry. parents, I don't, I don't know why. Like, maybe, have... maybe you have to blame the parents' parents, the grandparents, or something, because. Something those parents are programmed for some reason to tell those kids that they're awesome from the day they're born, yes. yeah, and give them everything. And there's, there's really something so to be there's really something to be said about guys like you and Steve, Steve who uh, have large families. They have wisdom. Is because when you get into the point where it's too much for you to manage, then it it, it requires so much more of your kids to step up and take a role because there's just not enough people go around. That's right. And those kids end up learning so many more lessons due to the fact that you're just desperate to try to like figure <laughs> yeah. out how the how the hell you're we supposed to pull this off. We need another parent in the house. <laughs> yeah. You're 10? Yeah, okay, you're in. You're going to do. <laughs> you're going to be the leader do. of the take care yeah. group. Yeah, I know you're 10, but you are now like, uh, yeah. you're now changing you're diapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've just been promoted. You, you are. Just, yeah. <laughs> you're vice president. <laughs> exactly. Right. Whereas if you have like, small, as we have smaller and smaller families and stuff like that, those lessons of like necessity, and like, I have two kids, right? And I came from a family with four kids, right? Yeah. So when you see what my two kids have to put up with, it's like nothing. Yeah. It's only the bickering between two children. It's like, it's like, can you get over the same old bullshit over and over again? I guess you can't because we just block you in one space with each other forever until you annoy each other, right? But it's like... Uh, you can't... You, you have no choice. You have no choice, you know? Like It's just like... But, you know, like the dynamic's not as good as... You came from a family of four kids, too. I, I had a great choice. You know, my choice was to... Uh, Go in pretend land and forget about that I had three sisters that I just wanted brothers. <laughs> you just made your sisters brothers? So I brothers? just made up my own world and uh, started listening no! to music. Yes, exactly, Portuguese. No. 
Where did that? And I love my sisters, but goddamn it, you need a break from that craziness for a while. <laughs> Will we come in from a nice day at Harvest? We're gonna watch some fucking General Hospital or whatever we're watching. Yeah. Well, please, I watched Days of Our Days Lives. Days of Our Lives with Victor yeah. or whatever his fucking oh, name Stefano was. Stefano Kiriakis. He came back like oh, no. four times. Stefano Demera and Victor Kiriakis. <laughs> yes. I had to head for the hills and go talk mm. to myself. In he's the, the phoenix. He rises from the ashes. <laughs> How many times can that happen? Yeah, he's the phoenix. He rises from the fucking ashes. What part of that did you not understand, Michael? He's the goddamn phoenix. You burn him every time. He rises from the goddamn ashes. He's Se- Stefano Demera. Peter, at that time, I like to go and play on the water truck and pretend I was Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That was what I like to That's do. That's not a bad gig. No, it was pretty. You had a nice great. satchel. Yeah, yeah I put on a whip. Nice we had satchel. a whip on the farm. It was great. <laughs> I used to shoot. I used to shoot baskets against our one barn. We had a basketball net. I used to go out there and Who shoot. Who are you, Steve Kerr? No, no. I I made up a. I made up in my head. I can really shoot threes. I'm on the Bulls. I'm not the black guys. <laughs> I was one of these guys that you know. I we were on a farm. There was you. You couldn't get a. You couldn't go hang out with friends. There was you. No, this is before it's you drove. Far away, yeah. Yeah, like friends are far away. Yeah. Friends the, are far away. The end of the driveway is far away. Like bicycling. <laughs> yeah. Riding to Delhi is an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have a town you can go to. You're, no. you're lucky. I drove my. I had to drive my bike over a highway, like uh, probably like 15 kilometers to get to my other friend that lived on a cucumber farm. You know, that was on the other side of the highway. It was terrifying, you know. <laughs> when my parents let me do it, like, it was a big deal, right? And so, but it was like what you had to do to see if another friend, like, it was a big ordeal. To like, it's a journey. Something. Yeah. So what I would, was a lot easier was for me, though, when I had this, I had this basketball, and then I was a real, I was really big into basketball. And so I used to just shoot, uh, uh, shoot hoops, and I had a whole league worked out in my head. Whoa. I had a whole league. Of people of different characters, and I had stats. I had the whole. I had stats. I had like the league, the league stats in the playoffs, and the whole storyline worked out. And like the drama of how the one guy came from behind. Big rivalries. I can't believe it. Yeah, rivalries. Like it was a storyline that went on for years and years. But you're just by yourself. You're like shooting baskets. What am I supposed to do? You, I created like the whole. Yeah, a whole league. I, I can still it. name the characters that like, that, that were in the league. You're looking at me like I think you're crazy. I think that's fucking. I get it. <laughs> you I get, get it. 100%. Did you do that stuff too? Fucking. Right Did you do that, Charters? You my, came from a small family. Yeah, I had my brother who was three years older than me, and there was, I guess, most of our lives we hung out together. There was probably a short time where he went to high school, like a couple years where I was younger, where I had to. But I had friends. I was in town, right? So Oh, you were a town kid? Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had a lot of freedom. You wrecked both, our forts. Both my parents worked. So uh, on the weekends and stuff, like, I just ride my bike. It, it was different then, right? I get on my Did bike. you ride out of town? Is that how it works? No, I would, I would usually just ride into town. But it was like you wake up in the morning at breakfast on your bike, maybe with your fishing rod, and, and then you come back at sundown, like, yeah. you know. It's like Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. All right. And, and that was fine, like. Yeah, my, mine would be like we went on today. a three-day adventure with a, with like uh, whatever preserves we could put into our bicycle satchel, <laughs> and I'm driving to my friends 800 miles away, yeah. you know, <laughs> and we, you may never see me again, you know. Like it, it's Maja, not as easy Maja, when you're on. You feel like you're on a friggin' island in the middle of nowhere when you're a kid growing up on a farm, and you just yeah. you hear all your friends from school hanging out with their buddies in town. Yeah, town. and you're like, what the heck? That's impossible. That's why I had a lot of Portuguese friends when I was 15, because they were all like 16 in the same grade. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they could drive. 
Because no, it's, yeah, it's right. Because they all like immigrated and they put them back a grade. Do you remember that? Yeah. When they when their parents came over and they had a, a year where they had to get used to the language or whatever. Yeah, they weren't and, used to full English. Yeah. Yeah, and Fair. so they put them back a grade. Yep. Yeah. It was and, standard. And so you had a lot of those guys would end up being able to drive when you couldn't drive. You know. I got a lot of great Portuguese friends. Great people. Great people. I had a lot of memories with them. Yeah. They, mm, great bonds. God damn too. it! They were good at soccer. <laughs> you really compliment the Portuguese. I don't like yeah, it. I yeah. feel uncomfortable I, by it. I'm but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put you back in your comfort zone, Michael. And we're gonna finish the show with a short sports break, and then into our game show called uh, Pricks, Dicks, Assholes, and Douchebags, oh, which man. is gonna end the show. But first of all, we have to do our little sports break. So let's do the sports break. We're talking about cocks and balls. Yeah, balls and scores and balls. What are we we're doing? talking about? And balls and sports stuff. This week's sports break. I mean, when you're in Southern Ontario and you got the Blue Jays in the playoffs, you gotta say you gotta be talking about the uh, the, the Blue Jays. And so this week's sports break is gonna be all about the Blue Jays, and it's brought to you by our new sponsor for uh, or our our I'm gonna call it our stalwart sponsor oh, yeah. for sports break. Robot Musk. Robot Musk, when your teeth are made of wool, head for a winter jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Robot Musk, thank you for your sponsorship. What you've done is you've gotten uh, average-looking Dutchmen laid for years and years. (laughs) That's no question. Yes, you've gotten Dutchmen with uh, enormously uh, large bellies. Uh, like all sorts of The attention of, of quality women. Yeah, Bonjour. exactly. Well past Bonjour. their... can you hear me? What will I do with this stack of red buttons? <laughs> the woman wants to ride on my belly. Um, <laughs> it's worked out really well. So sports break this week. The Blue Jays made the playoffs, and everybody's excited. And then uh, I think the whole country is fucking excited. The whole country's excited. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal around here. And today what ha- was a big game. What happened was just before the playoffs started, uh, uh, an art, a musical artist, Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you ever heard of Taylor Swift? She's a musical I artist. I have a six-year-old daughter. Is that uh, some like, sort of candy? Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is on repeat. Oh. Have you heard the David Gray album, 1989 or whatever? No, but I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard I've heard a few song, a couple songs from it, and they're up. They're both really good. Yeah, and it, it, it takes her entire album and makes it uh, kind of not suck. It's like they do a like a singer songwriter thing. Have you heard it, see? Uh, the Ryan Adams, version. the Ryan Adams version of the whole album. Yeah. Yes. What uh, did I say? Uh, David Gray. Yes, oh, David, David Gray. Gray, get those two mixed up all the time. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, uh, now I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, that's not an asshole. See, I don't think that is being an asshole yeah. at all. I think that's being like some like I, w- I was an asshole because I was acting like I knew what the fuck I was talking about. I was going to say you are an asshole because you don't know what the fuck. I, I had no idea. I was completely wrong. It wasn't David Gray at all. It was Ryan Adams. Yeah, I'm not even giving the proper guy credit for doing it. But anyways, Taylor Swift. There's a theory in the uh, baseball world. Sorry, Laurie. Yeah. There's a theory in the baseball world that uh, when Taylor Swift comes to your stadium and plays a concert, that you have now achieved the curse of Taylor Swift. It's oh. like and the, your uh, fortunes you, are ruined. It's like the EA Sports curse, right? If you're yeah, on the cover, on the EA cover Sports, or Sports Illustrated. Or Sports Illustrated, which they also were on. And now oh, they were on Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated. Too? The, it was unbelievable. Oh, a Canadian 
baseball teams on the cover of fucking Sports Illustrated. And then this is what happens. All the curses come into place, right? Yes, All do. the curses come into place. And then in Toronto media, when a team loses one game, one game, <laughs> uh, the it's world like, is over. It's over. It's over. It's over. And even you motherfuckers, when you came in here tonight, you said Jay's lost. It's done. You're like, oh, it's it's because Price sat for so long, right, Paul? You're yeah. going on about it. Yeah, I did not them. say that. You were I saying Price. I did not. They sat say Price that. too long. Yeah, when guys hot, keep them rolling, but he sat too long. Yeah, he sat too long because they didn't want to get. They want to hurt him or whatever. But he ended up being rusty when he went out and he sucked balls and then they lost. Right? Still has a fire hose of a cock, probably. So probably eyes were still stinging from all that champagne. Right in the uh, bush party, bush party. Ah, the bush party. Bush party. Yeah, yes, bush the bush party. party. We're going I'm drunk. To, we're going to the bush party. I'm drunk. Crazy. Yeah, don't ask me these crazy questions. Crazy Japanese brain. I'm drunk. So if it doesn't matter what the Jays do, if the Jays lose, the Taylor Swift is to blame, and everyone yes. knows it. Yeah. And the next time she comes to town, you sons of bitches, you'll realize, you know, just because you went to a little pop show with your little kids. You ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah, you guess ruined what? it. Everybody in the country is excited. Instead, yeah. you had to have this stupid Taylor's. fucking girl. Yes, and she's ruined it. You knew she was cursed. You, you tell her once you knew show. there was a curse, you cancel the show, and you say, not till after the playoffs, sweetheart. You know? <laughs> That's right. When the playoffs are over, come all the time. Then. Yeah, then you can come all the time. We don't care how you spell that. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I think... I think you'll see the Jays turn it around. I know. Yeah, I think Everybody's so. too think worried. So, it's one game. Don't worry about it. Yeah, too right. fucking good. Now, the, the prime minister, the uh, the candidates running for a uh, big, big election coming up. It was a oh, big yeah. Canadian election. 11 days left. There you yeah. go. So 11 days left. Uh, all three members of parliament showed up at Jays games and they lost. <laughs> yes. Was yeah. the last you are one. right. Every game they lost? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's blame it on Taylor Swift. So. <laughs> Taylor yeah, Swift. I, I'll blame one, the I'll blame so the Canadian holds. politicians. Happily she's blame the fourth. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay she's away. The evil. The axis of evil is those three <laughs> candidates. <laughs> and it's not Taylor really Swift. those guys' fault. They're Canadian. <laughs> yeah, those sons of bitches. So let's play a little game to end the show. This is a game that I like to call "Pricks, Dicks, Assholes, and Douchebags." Man. You got a theme song you can make up quick? Quick or? Come Dicks, on, writer of music. douchebags. <laughs> no, I don't. Asshole. <laughs> 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 Good job, man. It's terrible. That's sad. Well, this game that we're going to play is called Pricks, Dicks, Assholes, and Douchebags. And what I'm going to do, basically, is I'm going to name a few uh, people, either fictional or real, and uh, and you're going to have to tell me if they are a, uh, a prick, a dick, an asshole, or a douchebag. All right? Are we ready to play? Yes. And it is a com- it is a competition. Don't think I'm not going to keep scoring this. We're really going to keep scoring this. So we answer one at a time, then? Yeah, yeah. We'll ask you one at a time. The first guy on the list... Han Solo. Han Solo from Star Wars. Prick, dick, ass- Is he a he's prick, dick, asshole, or douchebag? He's an asshole. Asshole is Charter's uh, vote. Ch- anyone else? Me? He's a pussy-slinging douchebag. <laughs> a douchebag. Paul calls Han Solo a douchebag. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dick. Because he wanted to ram that in old Princess Leia. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> Now, speaking of Princess Leia, uh, I believe she actually called him a scoundrel 
A scoundrel? Scoundrel. <laughs> but I think he's also a dick. Or a nerf a dick? He was a dick. I would say, uh, in order to be, um, because he was into debt, being a banker and all, and the answer is always like my opinion is the is the right is one. Right, that's no what ends what. up being the, whatever the you winner. Think. Yeah, whatever I think. I would welcome you guys to argue with my decision on this. <laughs> but my logic is that if the if Han Solo, because he owed Jabba the Hutt money, you know how he owed Jabba the Hutt money. I think he was a he was. A, if he was an asshole, I think he would be more like because maybe because I am an asshole, that he would uh, he would be more uh, like uh, virtuous, you know, that he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't like stiff Jabba the Hutt and try to get away from all his his debts. He would want to pay his debts, and then everybody wouldn't he would tell them they were a fucking idiot, and that would would make him an asshole. So in this case, I'm going to call it Dick. And I'm going to give a point to uh, Michael and Steven oh, uh, nice. for a dick. Yeah. So it's one to one. All right, so it's one one zero zero. Okay, next one on the list, Don Cherry. And for our American listeners who don't know Don Cherry, Don Cherry is a hockey analyst. He used to be a uh, player in the AHL. Then he became a coach. I won the Bruins at Stanley Cup in the 70s. And then he became a, a commentator, a colorful commentator yes. in Canada. Asshole. Who says all of his, uh, he's very uh, abrupt with his opinions. Which would make Paul would asshole. call him asshole. Charters? No, Kirk Dick. Um, you see, now, because I, I'm trying to think of what you're going to think he is, not what I think he is, but I think he's a prick. No, no, no. I want you to say what you think he is, and then if I say what I think he is, even if I think it's the real answer, you can tell me why you think I'm wrong. I think he's a prick. A prick? Okay. I was going to go with asshole, but... Uh... His suits make me say douchebag. <laughs> oh, that is a true point. Is that his suits do uh, do give him douchebag tendencies? I shouldn't <laughs> give away any points. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going with asshole as well. I'm going to go with asshole as well. I'm going to say uh, Don Cherry is an asshole. And Dave, I want to say yours is the main one. I don't understand Stephen's way for going <laughs> douchebag. But why did you go? Uh, why did you go prick on that one? Just because uh, I think he says things that he knows are gonna. <laughs> piss people off yeah he says it because he knows he's gonna piss people off he doesn't does it on purpose yeah he it's not just that he's he's saying his feelings he says it to get a rise out of people that's why we call him a prick oh okay that's a good point because if he was a if he was a a true asshole he would be saying something that he actually believed right and and probably some of the stuff he does believe but the way he delivers it and and i think what he enjoys about it is that people disagree with him or people find him abrasive and that's what he's looking for you know all right that's a shtick I think he's he's honest, so everybody confuses honesty with asshole. Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said about that. The next one on the list, uh, this is what I would probably the guy I consider the biggest uh, uh, one of these four things <laughs> in the NFL, Bill Belichick. Oh. Bill Belichick from the uh, from the New England Patriots, a coach of the New England Patriots. What would Bill Belichick be? I'm going to come out hot and say right to douchebag, I fucking hate the Pats, and I fucking hate Bill Belichick, and he suck my balls. <laughs> so douchebag to you is the worst of the four. Worst of the four. Oh, You're just looking at him, you son of a bitch. Have some emotion. Yeah. I don't follow football at all, but what I do follow is my band leader. Yeah. So I'm going to say douchebag. Yes, oh, douchebag with Charles. Belichick. You going with Steve? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to hop on this train. And go. On a douchebag train? A real dick. He's not having sex with his wife. Come on. <laughs> He's busy watching film. He's got, I'm going to call him an asshole. 
I'm going to call him an asshole. And the reason is because I think he's a man probably of some a certain level of genius. He, uh, yeah, and if no you question. don't see the worry, world the way he does, he thinks he's disgusted with you. Puking in his own mouth. Which I think is a true sign of an asshole. But there is some dick to him. There is definitely he some. looks like it. That's what I combine. There is some dick to him. Dick and asshole is good douchebag. No. Yeah. Well, the douchebagness of him is the fact I if he it. if Bill Belichick was at a party and Bill Belichick was saying like, hey, you know how many fucking Super Bowls I won, you fucking bitches, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Bill that's Belichick's a, that's not a the guy like. Hey, look at my ring, ladies. Come to my lair. You see my fancy sweatshirt? Yeah, like, he's just going home and pumping off. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I watch tape. I win games. Right. Fuck you. That's yeah. an asshole. Yeah, that's he's really asshole. not a yeah, good... That's a good point. I don't know. That's my opinion. Take my loss. All right, the next one on the list, Eric Cartman from uh, oh. South Park. Oh. Cartman. Cartman. Ah, uh, fuck. That's a good one. He makes me laugh. Yeah, he's an asshole. I say, asshole. Yeah, no, I think he's a, I think he's a dick. <laughs> he's a real dick. He's a real dick. <laughs> you guys got dick, but other two dicks. I'm gonna get points for dick because ah! I think he's a dick too. Because you know he's a bit of an asshole, but he's mostly just trying to be a dick. Yeah. Like he's just being, uh, yeah, he's being good a real answer, dick. Good answer. Uh, next one, Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister of Canada. Oh. Stephen Harper, the Prime Minister Man. of Canada, uh, he's our leader. He's our uh, gracious leader that's now running for uh, to be Prime Minister again for, what, like the fourth time? I was driving on the way here, and I heard a commercial, and it was Stephen Harper telling uh, all the Canadians about how he's uh, helping out the the like crime laws in Canada, and then he said the day's date. Today's October 8th, and there's only 11 days left. That's how I knew it was 11 days for the election. <laughs> Just and to I'll, let you know. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. He's <laughs> yeah. going to do one of these every day. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a real like, douchebag. Uh, he's leaving you with a cliffhanger, right? <laughs> You're going to call him a douchebag. Yeah. A douchebag. Paul, do you have any opinions he's of a our... a real douchebag. Oh, a douchebag. A douchebag all around for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's just a dick. He's a, a dick? dick. He's, I mean, he sucks. Yeah, you know, and uh, unfortunately, the correct answer, you all lost. He's an actual prick. Oh, he's right. a prick. He's a, he's a real He's prick. a real definition a prick of prick, in, in my opinion, because what he he is such contempt for people, oh. and he doesn't let anyone even, like, in for him to listen to their opinion of no. anything, and he that is just a, he's just a prick. And he's also got that glossy alien stare. He, there's a, even when he tries to relate to people, it's there's a contempt for us there's all. There's like no life inside of him. Yes, he's not. He's it's dead like on the inside. He's like the internet, mate. Is he the internet? Well, if I was if I was asking him questions, I would stand up with no pants on. <laughs> so he must be the internet. The, the only thing he's done well with that. It all adds up. up. It all adds up. Stephen Harper is the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we were really figuring some shit out. <laughs> this is a great show. <laughs> All right. Next one on the list. I think that one of the biggest, uh, one of these four things in baseball... Barry Bonds. Oh, Barry Bonds. Just to prove that the, all, all of the, all people don't have to be uh, white men. <laughs> I'll be. I'm gonna go to Barry Bonds. Uh, I'm gonna go with a, a nice. I don't. I like to think of my own as this. A nice thick dick. A dick. A, a dick. Thick dick. He's a real dick. 
What do you think, Ever? Anyone else got an opinion on this? It's pricks, dicks, assholes, and douchebags, right? Yeah, pricks, four, dicks, assholes, four, and douchebags. I'll go with yeah, I'll take that. I'll go with asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's a douchebag. <laughs> douchebag? For Barry Bonds? Yeah. yeah. You think douchebag too? Yeah. Man, oh man, I went with um, I went with Dick. Yes, I went with I'm thick, back in it, baby. I went with Thick Dick. I'm back in it. Thick Dick. Thick Dick and beer can. All thickness. right, the next one is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I gotta tell you, he's one of my favorites. He's uh, really taken the world by storm with his uh, whatever we're gonna call he is miss. He's the great Donald T. Rump. Oh, Donald oh, Trump. Jesus. Donald Trump. What do you think the great Donald Trump, Donald the leading Trump. contender of the of the Republican nomination, mm. Donald Trump, what is he? I don't think Donald Trump is trying to get a rise out of people when he says things. I think he doesn't give a fuck about anyone else's opinion. And he thinks his own opinion is uh, the most important. Right. And the best. Obviously the best. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no question. So. I got to go with douchebag. Only because we, I don't think we've had a, I don't think we've had a douchebag yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, he does sound like a. That's what you're saying. You're saying douchebag. That's yeah. what you're going with. Douche you bag. went really off the rails there. You're leading us to asshole or no. dick or something, and then you went right with douchebag. Douchebag. Yeah. Took a left turn there. Michael, what do you say? I like Dave's argument. You're going douchebag. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with douchebag as well. I like. I'm gonna support my band member. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Well, we we'll go within nocturnal emissions. What do you say, Steve? Nice. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say that he's an asshole, but his hair makes him a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he's a prick. Oh, Paul makes oh. a good point. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't see anything but douchebag, and yes! the only reason is the only reason is because he goes, "I'm worth millions of dollars," you know, like I, uh, you know, I shit money, I have beautiful women, I'm yeah. the greatest person in the world. I, if I can do this, I can run everything, right? Yeah. You know, like that's a douchebag. Yeah, man. it's like if you go somewhere else and the guy's like, "What's going on around here? There's not enough beautiful people," you know, yeah. that I read is a douchebag. Well, except for like, you go to a restaurant and a guy comes out and you're with like all your girls, and uh, <laughs> and the guy comes up to. Uh, your table? I'm I don't so- know. I don't think. I, just to, just to slow you down, Mike. We, let's get back to this what? point. Don't forget it. Really stick on this point. But you just said when you're with all of your girls. Yeah, like you, and, you're, uh, with uh, your girl, you're with your girl, your wife, or whatever. Yeah, you're with your girls. Say or, like ten. Uh, I gotta tell here. you, Mike. That comes across like <laughs> when bad. you go out at night. You have a lot of women follow you around, yeah. and oh, I've been out with you at oh, night, Mike. Table for six, and you do have a <laughs> just me and the girls. Uh, like that. I came by my, I came by myself. I want to have a big enough table to accommodate the women that will flock to me. Please give me a table for as many people as you can. The musk is strong with this one. I am throwing on a heavy dose tonight. <laughs> what we want is uh, give me a, probably can I book the back room? <laughs> there will be quite a firestorm of women. <laughs> Bottle service now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, I sorry. did not Get, mean it like that. I meant like, continue. okay, this is what I meant to say. Let's go out with the, my friends and their wives. <laughs> oh, okay. And they're, and they're all there, and we're all having a great time. And some guy comes up to you and says, Hello, women. Could I uh, bother you to try some of my wine that comes from the fruit of my crop? <laughs> and also, I don't know if you know who I am. <laughs> But you could come over to my lair later and <laughs> drop these losers that you're hanging out with. <laughs> Douchebag. 
douchebag. And that's douche Donald bag. Trump. That's the exact same fucking thing. I read yeah. a, I read a bunch of quotes from Donald Trump, and they're they're awesome. If you look them up on the internet, there's so many of them. But one was awesome. They were talking about the black vote. I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but they were asking if he thought he had the black vote. He's like, Yeah, I, of course I have the black. Did you vote. say the black women? The black vote. Oh, like, vote. Of course I have the black vote. I have lots of black people that work for me. I I don't let them count my money. <laughs> I prefer uh, short guys with. With Hamakas? Is that the word? I prefer a Hamaka. So he's on the Beaver program. That a, yeah, that was a good quote from him. He's on the Beaver program. He told Hillary. Ooh, yeah, another one about Hillary wears. Clinton. He said she can't even satisfy her husband. How's she going to satisfy the country? I love that, man. That's the stuff that we. <laughs> he is not scared to say that. No, if he we says had a, anything. If, he we wants. Had a, if we had a person in Canada that was like, I really hate the government and everything it stands for, the these guys are all a bunch of idiots. I'm not siding with. I didn't have to. I don't have to win my riding. I don't have to side with the party. I'm just gonna say like, I'm your leader. You're like gonna elect me as your leader. Like in Canada, we can't do that. I can't just go like, okay, I'm Pete Van Dyke. These guys are all a bunch of fucking idiots. Every single one of these three, four, what five? You, you do Sep and the other uh, yeah. Elizabeth May. They're all a bunch of idiots. They're all trying to tell you a bunch of bullshit to get you to believe that they're the best person. Yeah. They're not telling you what they really think. Not one of them is saying the truth to you. Not one of them is telling you. The they just want to get in. They just want to tell you what's. They have to tell you to make you believe oh, yeah. that they're going to be the right person to get the job, yeah. and then they're going to work on keeping the job. You don't like the kneecap? Me neither. That's why they call it politics and not governing, because they don't care about running the country. They just care about getting the job, you know? Yeah. And they care about the keeping build the up, job. The build-up. Yeah. And, and fuck all of them. Yeah. And what Trump's saying to do is these guys are a bunch of idiots. He said it so many times. These guys are all stupid. I'm rich and famous. We have the most stupid politicians in the world. The rest of the country, the rest of the world is laughing at us, you know? And you're and these guys are doing nothing. They're just like kowtowing to corporate, yeah. you know, will and stuff like that. And I, to be honest with you, the guy's fucking insane. I wouldn't want to put him in charge of the button, you know, of the button. Yeah. But, but like, first, to fucking blow up the system, Donald Trump is, I would say, Perfect. I'm really rooting for him to just fuck Change. everything up in the States. Yeah. I really think that would be great for everybody if he just says, this whole thing that you guys have been doing for so long, it fucking sucks. Yeah, and idiots. Donald Trump's not talking about going in there and, like, saving rich people. He's talking about like taking more money from rich people and giving it to the people that are going to inject it into the economy. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's a it's a really like a liberal thing to pitch when you're the Republican <laughs> candidate. I don't understand how this is working for him. Just the candor is working. Rules for him. don't apply to Donald Trump. Yes. Have you seen his? Do you know how much less money he spent on even the guys with one percent of the vote. He spent so much less money because he's just a, a media whore. Yeah. Everyone yeah. follows him around guys. and covers him. He has to spend nothing, and they will. He just has to say something, and the media is all on him, and everyone hears him. And it was free, you know. It's a it's a genius way to do it. It's like the new level of politics. Or he just you know? doesn't care. It's it's brilliant. That's why our government's going to be run someday by Snooky and all these fucking people. Like the, <laughs> Kim, the future Kim is Kardashian. Gonna, yeah, Kardashian <laughs> and Kanye are going to be, be like Bieber's the next. Uh, Premier, I heard. Yeah, we'll get him a prime minister. Old Beeps. Yeah. We're having a real fucking great time. That'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah right? All Beeps will run it, things. It will be yeah. awesome, won't it? Yeah. How could it not be? Yeah, how could it not be awesome? All right, after the last one to close with, I'm going to say while we're on it, what do you think Kanye West? Oh, he's a real douchebag. I agree, Paul. I'm oh. with you. 
Heavy douche. That guy's fucked. He is fucked. There's no question. Dick, prick, douche, or... I, is there E? Is there all of the above? All he might be a full... Uh, yeah, he might be everything. He's a full all of the above. Trick question? I might give you guys all of the above from yeah. this one, but I was I was thinking douchebag, but when you when you say all of the above, all let's the give above. it to him. Yeah. And to close the show, everybody, let's say one last person, Pete Van Dyke. Asshole. He's a real asshole. He's an asshole, yo. <laughs> Asshole's correct. Ding, ding, ding. Y'all win. Pete's an asshole. Fuck all y'all. Let's see you in See you next Thursday. Hey. Hit it, boys. Show. Oh, I can't wait. Another year older and another thing to humiliate all of us all. Stay tuned for next week's show. It keeps getting harder.